Hello and welcome to Our World. My name is Vincent Shaw, uh, as always, bringing you the latest political news and fascinating tales from our past. As always, you can tweet me at HistoryShawV using the hashtag OurWorld if you'd like to discuss anything that I'm raising during these podcasts. Um, if you'd like me to discuss uh, um, anything of interest to you, you can uh, um, send me a tweet and I'm more than happy to discuss any subjects you'd like me to, uh, to raise. Um, or if you'd like to, in fact, to be uh, involved in any future podcasts, again, tweet me at HistoryShawV using the hashtag OurWorld. So uh, as we come to the end of this week, it, it's been so that the government is starting now to um, prepare the nation for a, a potential uh, end of lockdown or relaxation of the rules of this uh, current lockdown. It's beginning to look like the 22nd of February is the uh, uh, go-to date in which we can expect to see um, if not a full relaxation of the lockdown rules, but um, some sort of uh, relaxation. Maybe some schools uh, going back in certain year groups going back to schools, and then a roadmap as to what other businesses will be allowed to um, to open. So, what would so what would what is interesting as what I've noticed this week as well is that as we start to look forward to um, a potential relaxation or roadmap um, towards relaxation of the rules is there's been a lot of um, chatter in some quarters regarding um, the booking of, of holidays there was uh, an interview with the health secretary uh, Matt Hancock in the week when he was asked point blank whether he had actually booked a holiday this year and he confirmed he had booked a holiday at, I believe it's to, uh, to Cornwall um, obviously staying within uh, the borders of the United Kingdom but there's a lot of chatter about people um, demanding to know whether or not they should be allowed to book holidays confirm that they, they have booked um, a, a holiday or not and I find this quite fascinating because we are still in the, the midst of a global pandemic where over 100,000 people in the UK alone uh, have died, we're still in the midst of a very strict uh, lockdown, uh, the, the third uh, lockdown. So it's quite interesting that as before even the, the roadmap has been um, announced out of the third lockdown, that people begin to demand to know whether or not they should be allowed uh, to, to book a holiday. Now. I expect the travel industry to uh, make such noises. Um, I find it perfectly understandable that the travel industry would want to um, ask or demand to know how we're going to um, come through uh, COVID. When are people going to be allowed to book holidays? I expect that this is an industry that, um, as of August last year, this August last year, being predicted to have lost twenty billion pounds due to uh, the lockdown because people have been unable to, to to go on holiday. So I, I would expect, and I would not criticise the travel industry for um, for asking the government where when people are going to be allowed to, to book holidays. After all, they're looking after people's jobs and and their, their livelihoods. So. 
I understand the travel industry wanted to uh, ask the government w uh, when people can be allowed to book holidays. But what I found uh, particularly interesting that this week is that lots of noises don't seem to actually come from within the travel industry. There's a lot, lots of people saying that. Um, I'm, I'm going to call it say that on the, the right of, of politics seem to uh, be demanding that they be allowed uh, to book a holiday or announcing proud that they booked a, a holiday um, is it just the people uh, the right of center demanded why they are so, so insistent whilst people are still uh, coming down with covid whilst there's still uh, so many people suffering from long covid whilst we're still in the midst of the early stages of the rollout or the vaccine why why are they so insistent at the moment that that they be told when they can book holidays it i mean if anyone has any answers to it you can tweet me at history show v using the hashtag uh, our world because I, I don't particularly understand why we, we have an, an economy that, that has tanked because of the understandable lockdowns that have been imposed upon us uh, over 100,000 people have died and the people who insisting on, on asking um, or demanding to know when they are allowed to book a holiday abroad it, it strikes me as something really quite selfish I mean, as I'm recording this podcast at the moment I have in, in, in the background there's a football match going on on television at the moment that, that the stadium is still completely empty so we, we can't even go to sporting events within our, our nation shops are still uh, unable to open people have, have lost their jobs around the country hundreds of thousands of people have died and yet there are people demanding to know what, what, when they can book a holiday. Is it just me? It just strikes me as something incredibly selfish and, and self-centred of them. That but while people are struggling to make ends, and people who haven't had a penny given to them because they, they fell outside of the government handouts, that their insurers couldn't pay out, um, when when their businesses were forced to close as well, so they had nothing, no help at all from the government or anything, and yet there are people uh, in, on social media, quite high profile people as well, announcing proudly that they are booking holidays or demanding so when they should book holiday. Is there no sort of thought process? I think it isn't the time or place. Um. To say that um, they're going to, going to book holiday and, and enjoy themselves, it, 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 I just wonder what. Probably, me. If you listen to this podcast, if you booked a, ho uh, a holiday, you can tweet me at history show using the hashtag at our world. Is it right to book a holiday? at this moment we don't know uh, how long this is going to go but we know there have been uh, statements uh, today from the, from the Prime Minister saying this is going to, we're going to have to learn to live with this in the, in the long term and this is Covid um, and yet people are, are booking holidays or looking to book holidays for, for, for this summer 
I, I'm, it's something that I'm, I'm struggling to get, get my head around. Um, maybe that they, they had is a clause in if you if you booked a holiday, do you have a, a is a clause in the the travel agency that you get the, your money back if if borders close again if you booked a holiday a, a holiday abroad. Or is your holiday um, within the United Kingdom? However, even then, as as we go, as we found out last year, the summer, the number of infections will drop anyway. Um, that goes goes without saying. But then they may well rise again in the in the winter. So if you've booked a holiday within the United Kingdom uh, for for this year, are you not concerned that you'll be spreading the disease again? In, in the summer, what if where, where you go on holiday, um, let's say, I'm going to pick a place off the top of my head here, but uh, you go on holiday to Dorset or somewhere, <laughs> the holiday to the Lake District, and within where you're staying there, there's an outbreak, you could then take that, potentially take that disease back to what, what we know, to what, where, where you live, your home, and spread it again. Surely it would be better for them to say, when we have reached a point where COVID becomes much more manageable, so then start saying when or asking when you should be allowed to book holidays. Again, I must stress this, I totally understand the travel industry making these demands, asking for a roadmap. It is their industry, it is their, uh, the livelihoods of the people who work within the travel industry. I do not object to them at, uh, at all, wanting to know when they can open up properly but is the people who don't work within them who just seem to be wanting to go on holiday we all want to go on holiday um, but there's a, a a time and a place I believe to, to make such, such demands um, and I, I think for, for now we should just be be content to when you're taking time for work if you're fortunate enough to still be able to work during um th th this pandemic as a lot of people still are whether you're working from home or whether your employees have able have managed to open up so you could work there just be content i believe at the moment that when you can book time off from from work to spend just to spend time at home relaxing rather than making demands that you should be allowed to, to book an actual holiday because I believe it shows great insensitivity to uh, people who've lost people, uh, family and friends due to COVID and also to people who have lost their lives and can't afford a holiday. People struggling to make ends meet and yet we have um, politicians or people in the media who are in the right of centre, the, the, the people that I've seen certainly are the, the right to centre of politics um, demanding they should be allowed to go on holiday it's um, and again as has been pointed out quite previously you can usually draw quite a straight line between those who supported Brexit who still believe Brexit's a, a wonderful idea who believe borders should um, be closed to um immigrants they also demand that borders be allowed open uh, so they can go on holiday and 
that businesses should be open and demand the opening up of the economy regardless of, of the facts of the matter. You can draw a line through them, uh, generally speaking, and it's the usual suspects, I would say, that always um, make these demands, and it's always for the most uh, selfish of reasons. Um, so, do the news at the moment is that it looks like um, this evening the Senate can start voting in the United States. The Senate can start voting this evening about the over the impeachment of Donald Trump. Now, on an earlier podcast, I made the prediction that um, Donald Trump would be uh, found guilty in the Senate. Now. It would appear now that the the majority of Republicans are not actually going to vote to impeach Donald Trump or to find him guilty in the impeachment trial. Uh, my, my earlier prediction was made on the basis that there would be, if anything, uh, um, there would be a source of uh, embarrassment towards the way um, Donald Trump behaved uh, both during his presidency and um after the uh, election results will be a source of embarrassment um, and they want to distance themselves from that and they'll find him guilty um, also they might actually just actually just find him guilty because he, he, they believe he was uh, responsible for, uh, for, for the riots or for inciting the riots there also be the, the political uh, agenda in wanting to basically knock out an, uh, a potential opponent in the uh, next um, US presidential elections in, in four years time now it appears that um, that I was I was wrong in that assumption, and that the Republicans um, will not be voting to find him guilty. Which, looking at, at the evidence, I, I actually find quite astonishing. What they're saying that what uh, President Trump said in in rallies was not is nothing more than what than normal uh, political language just again in a similar way to I find the, the uh, insistence that, that we should be allowed to know when we're going on a holiday I find this just incredible the, his language throughout his presidency was one of confrontation and of dividing the, the American public Using like fake news, the fake news media, um, the, the the election w- w- was was rigged. Demanding uh, his supporters fight, and it wasn't just like, like they, they picked on that word in particular. The Republicans, the word fight, because they, they've used evidence for of um, the Democrats use that word fight. So there's there's a clear difference in. Using the word fight in a speech, we're going to fight for every vote, every vote. we're going to fight to pass this law, um, we're going to fight for the rights of a certain group of people, whatever that may be. There's a difference between that and the encouragement of his, of his supporters to, to fight to overturn an election. President Trump, at the time, President Trump, Donald Trump at the time, knew precisely what he was doing when he was encouraging his um, supporters to fight. When they were going to march on the Capitol, he knew exactly what was going to happen. He had already inflamed the situation. He had refused to concede. He had called the election rigged. 
and to, to conflate the two, as the Republicans are doing at the moment during this impeachment trial, is it, it, wrong and is and is dangerous. And they are, they are paving the way again for another presidency like they had under Donald Trump. One of division and of infighting and of just I'm going to say of, of, of embarrassment it was embarrassing to see the way Donald Trump acted on, on the world stage and indeed in his uh, rallies in the United States he was not presidential you can look at any president throughout history and you can disagree with, with their, uh, their politics but there was a certain gravitas with the uh, that came with with the president at the time, the way they they would act, there'd be moments of embarrassment. There's a, a famous incident of uh, George W. Bush not being able to open open a door after a press conference and being stuck. But that that, that can happen to anyone. But at least his speeches tended to to err towards appearing president presidential or trying to appear president. There was, there was none of that with Donald Trump. You look at some of his speeches and he was all treating like a, a stand up routine. But we are where we are at the moment. Uh, the Republicans Republicans have an opportunity tonight to draw a line under uh, the presidency of, of Donald Trump and to start afresh the, um, they have an opportunity to grasp it with, with both hands and show the world that they will not stand for this they, they don't have to agree with everything the Democrats do they don't have to agree with everything Joe Biden does during his presidency um, But that they have an opportunity to move away from, from Donald Trump and accept what he did in the final weeks and days of, of his presidency and to accept what he did was wrong and led to one of the most embarrassing chapters in modern US history in the storming of the Capitol. So tonight will will be interesting to see what happens when they start voting. Um, as I say, it does appear most Republicans will side with Donald Trump and just say this is a partisan endeavor for, from the Democrats. There's no doubt that there is an element of partisanship, but. The, the right to attempt to impeach him but we'll see what happens in uh, the, the season see if anything changes uh, uh, this evening so we will come to the end of uh, this week's podcast and thank you very much uh, for listening when we do it then Vin thinks as to what will, will happen so I I now believe that's um Donald Trump will, will be uh, acquitted. Uh, 
um, and you hear a lot of bravado from Donald Trump and his supporters uh, about that. Um, it would make Don, uh, Joe Biden's next few days and weeks difficult uh, to manage. He stands his presidency trying to unite the nation. It will not help him, but he'll still attempt to to move the United States forwards and away from the past few years. So, I believe now that he will be acquitted. Um, we'll see. We'll we'll see. Time will tell. But the the noise is coming from the United States at the moment suggests that he will be acquitted. Regards to, to the um, United Kingdom and our roadmap out of lockdown, we won't know until the 22nd. I, I do expect to see s uh, certain things that are leaked. Um, this government does have their favourite uh, news outlets. Uh, you'll hear certain things come through. Um, sources will suggest to various journalists what, what will happen. Um, the rollout of the vaccine has been amazing, mainly due to the fact they've let the NHS just get on with it rather than outsourcing it to their, their friends, as they do the um, track and trace system. So it has has been amazing, the, the, the vaccine rollout. So thank you very much to the NHS for, for, for doing that. Obviously, it's just an amazing job in getting so many people vaccinated in such a short period of time. But... Expect to see a certain leaks over the next few days as to what's going to happen. The the focus is on getting as many children back into the classroom as as soon as possible, which is, which is understandable. Um, as I've mentioned before, the teachers are doing an amazing job in juggling both the children that are, that are able to go into school and providing uh, schoolwork uh, for the children at home, but it isn't the same as having a full classroom. The children are, are missing their, their, their friends. So that will be the focus. Let's hope the R8 is down sufficiently enough to allow for that. And maybe the odd one or two areas of the um, leisure industry uh, will, will start to open. Um, but we'll see what happens over the next uh, week before they announce the roadmap, roadmap out. I know once they the need to start getting the economy moving, because without saying but at what price and the government has already been warned by scientists that they can't open up too soon or too quickly and too soon because we'll just go back to square one as we have found after they opened up too soon last summer and briefly over, over Christmas so again thank you very much for, for listening if you've got uh, anything you'd like to raise um, about um, uh, this week's podcast or previous podcasts, you can tweet me at history v using the hashtag our world. If you want to discuss anything um, on future podcasts, again, tweet me at history v using the hashtag our world. And certainly, if you want to appear on any future podcasts, give me a nudge uh, at history v hashtag our world. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, have a lovely weekend and stay safe, everybody. Goodbye.